Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode number 57 of Unmasked. I'm your host, Neil Getzlow. As always, thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. I truly appreciate it. Whether you have been a, a longtime listener on the podcast side of things, the audio side, or if you are a viewer now and have stumbled across my YouTube channel, hey, like I am just so glad that you're here. However you found me, and uh, listen, for those that are that are tuning in through the audio podcast, I'd like to ask a big favor of you. If you wouldn't mind, uh, there's a link in the description. Click on that link, go visit my YouTube channel. And if you wouldn't mind just subscribing over there, it would help me out a lot. And check out some of the, the new videos that are going up there. And, if, and going forward, this is going to become an audio slash video podcast. So Again, I just I just thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. And I'll also, if you are new here, I encourage you to go check out neilgetslow.com. You can learn more about my journey over there and also learn more about my book, Unmasked, Conquering Sexual Sin and Walking in Victory. Now, before we get started today uh, with today's guests, I, I do want to um, take a moment to kind of address the, the headlines that are going on uh, in, in the world right now. So the week this show is coming out, uh, the last week of March 2023 started off with the horrific news coming out of Nashville, Nashville, where six innocent people were gunned down at a Christian school, including three children, which is just horrific. Um, and then there's obviously a lot of conversation um, about who the shooter was, and some of those facts are, are still coming out. Uh, but I know that is creating a lot of uh, a lot of um, angry conversations on, on all sides of the of the topic. And then, as this the day today, this episode is coming out, uh, the former president of the United States has been indicted uh, for a crime, and it is only going to inflame the world. And so, if you're you know if you are watching the news intently this week or doom scrolling through your social media feed it's going to seem like the world is on fire. And these, these are just two stories, but there's so much more happening, right? And I would just encourage you just to step back for a second and get back into God's word. Uh, Amy and I are doing a Bible study with uh, with some friends of ours through a small group, and uh, we're studying First Peter. Like it is like such good timing for that, uh, for that Bible study, because Peter just, you know, it, it's almost like Peter was living in today's world and he urges us to set ourselves apart from the world as Christ followers. We should not give in to uh, the demands of the culture on either side of the cultural debate. And we've got to submit ourselves to God. We've got to speak with truth. We've got to speak in love and not hate. And we just cannot give in. The, you know, the enemy is prowling around us on all sides, wanting us to engage in these culture wars and culture debates with anger and with hatred. And as Christ followers, we cannot do that. We absolutely have an obligation to speak with truth, but we've got to do that with love and not with hate, now more than ever. And so again, like I just encourage you, if you're feeling uneasy and anxious over the headlines that are just seem to be piling up right now. Um, hey, take a break from your social media. Take a break from the news. And I'm saying this just as much for myself as, as it is to anybody else. Get into the Word. Get into your Bible. Study First Peter. It is so good. We've got to submit to God. We've got to praise God, worship God, and we've got to serve others. And yes, we absolutely have to speak the truth to what we see going on around us and share the good news with people, but we also have to do it with love. And I just, I just encourage you to hang in there and, um, and pray and, um, and lead with love. All right. So let's get into episode 57 today. And, and today I am talking to filmmakers, John Michael Bout and Jacob Valk. And, uh, these guys are students from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Kentucky, and they have produced a documentary, and it's now a ministry called Into the Light. And I, it's interesting, I almost did not learn about these guys. I learned about Into the Light um, when I was going through an e-newsletter that I got. And this this particular e-newsletter 
I've been subscribed to for about, gosh, over well over two years since I basically since I got saved back in 2020. And but you know, I have a lot of e-newsletters. I don't get to them. In fact, I've got to add to that that mass by sending it out an e-newsletter myself. And so I, I don't read a lot of them. But this one particular day, uh, I opened up this this email, this newsletter, and right at the top, it talked about Into the Light Ministries and this documentary. Uh, Into the Light is a is a full feature documentary uh, that um, uh, John Michael and Jacob put together, and it's about how to overcome pornography. And it's, it comes from the viewpoint of their own perspective on how they have dealt in their lives with pornography, lust, sexual sin. But it, it's really a teaching documentary on freedom from porn that walks you through the process uh, of how to get, you know, break free from the chains of bondage and sin to freedom in Christ. And it features some high profile Christian leaders. The cool thing is, is that they they raised eighty five thousand dollars last year, last summer, from across the U, the United States. So essentially, this this entire documentary was crowdfunded by donors, which is pretty cool. And then they they've also now released this documentary in, in a six part series. So now you can use this resource uh, in small groups if you are ministering to men and women. Um, there's now these six part um, series that you can lead a small group uh, in your own home and and help people break free from the chains of pornography and their sexual sin. Um, I've watched this documentary. I, I highly recommend it. It's so good. And you know, and the thing that I appreciate the most, right? And this is this is what what broke me free from my from the, the chains of of my uh, sexual sin is that it, it's it starts with Christ in the middle, and that's really how. For me, how I was able to break free and continue to remain free now for coming up almost on three years. So, um, but I tell you, I'm just I'm very incredibly blessed that I was able to find um, these two guys uh, out there, thanks to the power of of God and the power of the internet, and was able to connect. And now I'm just so excited to share uh, their story with you and to learn more about how they they came about to making this uh, documentary to help to help people fight against pornography. So let's jump into it. Episode number 57, Unmasking Into the Light Ministries. Uh, before we get started, would, would you guys mind just taking a, a couple minutes just to introduce yourselves and, and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we are documentary filmmakers. We produced the recent documentary Into the Light. And really to give backstory uh, to this project, we have to go and tell our own stories and our testimonies. Yeah. Uh, but I'll let you introduce yourself, Jake, real quick. Yeah, yeah. We're, so both of us are um, are students at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary up here in, in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, yeah, you've got two kids. Well, well, one of them's on the way, halfway there. But uh, and then I uh, I live and work at a uh, at a homeless shelter downtown called uh, Recenter Ministries. So okay. that's basically a lot of a lot of our time is is doing. Uh, school work and then and then working on documentary stuff which we've been really yeah really blessed to have a lot of opportunities for so but yeah but if you're interested in this in the origin story of this documentary yes. kind of it starts with our own testimony and our, our story I, I of, would, like, brokenness yeah i mean I, and i'd love to hear your testimonies because i'm i've been very you know transparent with my own story mm -hmm. and my own struggle with sexual sin and i just think that's you know not to not to bring glory to the sin, but to bring glory to God and to what mm. you've been able to break us out from. So, I, I, yeah, I'd love to hear both of your both both of your testimonies. Yeah, absolutely. So, I grew up in a fantastic Christian home. Uh, my parents taught me uh, what it meant to love the Lord, uh, truths in Scripture, how to get involved, and even in the context of that blessing. Um, I came across pornography for the first time when I was around age eight. Mm. So very, very young. And the first time it was just curiosity came across it and was like, what's this? Uh, but very quickly that turned into an addiction, especially when I was able to get a phone later in life. And I got very good at living this double lifestyle of putting on a, a great Christian front on one side and then nurturing and feeding 
a love for pornography in the dark. So yeah, I was in, involved in our youth group. I led the youth group, had lots of good theological chats with people, a, a very great Christian front. And yet underneath, uh, I didn't really love the Lord. I didn't really love the people around me. And I was, I guess, learning a filter of lust instead of love. Yeah. Um, by God's grace, he did not leave me there. Uh, when I was 17, I started hanging out with some older Christian guys who really image what it meant to follow Christ with consistency instead of hypocrisy and to be uh, vulnerable about sin, confessing sin to each other. And I just distinctly remember one time hanging out in my parents' garage and they were talking about a, a purity conference they had been to and how God was working in their lives through that. And I remember the conviction of the Holy Spirit, like, if you don't, if you don't open up about this right now, if you don't confess your sin, you never will. And you will remain a hypocrite living this double lifestyle for the rest of your life. So by God's grace, uh, I did open up to those guys right then and really properly for the first time confess sin to God. And it was, it, that's the kind of the point where I point people back to and say, that was when I could start saying in truth, I love the Lord. And I start to properly love other people in my life. Um, and to, to kind of fast forward from there, it wasn't like instantly I never watched pornography again. Um, but that was when the Lord started to nurture new desires in me when I continued to bring it into community, into the light. And uh, my trajectory as a Christian started to go upwards rather than continually spiraling downwards. And yeah, just to, to close it off, I took a 12-step program and joined a weekly accountability group. And through that and uh, community in the church, the Lord has given me freedom from pornography. Hmm. And I'm just so thankful for that. Yeah, that that's awesome. I, I definitely want to come back and, and talk about some, some of that. Well, here, I'll just ask you right now. Um, yeah. you, you talk about this... Um, kind of the struggle this the struggle you had of trying to break free uh kind of the ups and downs because you know i i, I minister to a handful of men from from my own church who are struggling mm -hmm. with pornography in the same way and you know it's it is sort of two steps forward one step back or maybe two steps forward three steps back like there's mm -hmm. you know it's definitely the, the recovery is very uneven um, yeah. when it comes to this and i you know I was very blessed that God was able to break me from my, the chains of addiction for me very quickly. And there was no turn. Once it stopped, it was gone. Um, but it sounds like you sort of had this, you had a little bit of a journey to get to the other side of it. Was there, were there things that you did to help? I, like, what were some of the steps you took? Because a lot of times we're just treating the symptom of things and not treating what's going on behind the scenes when people use pornography to, to feed on stuff. Yeah. It's funny looking back because now I feel like I have all this information of great books I've read, all these uh, people I've talked to, and I have all these tools in my tool belt. But very early on, like I hadn't read a single book on the topic. I had talked to almost nobody, you know, gone to a couple, couple talks. Um, so yeah, you're, you're absolutely right that my journey was two steps forward, one step back, three, three steps forward, two steps back. And it was over three years of slowly growing, growing in holiness, uh, going two weeks, going a month, uh, falling back into it and good strategies and bad strategies, uh, kind of going hand in hand. And over those years, the Lord used good accountability as, as a big tool, but also just getting, getting more tools like cutting off accent, uh, cutting off access. It wasn't until I got more radical with that, that I was, I even had the space to dig into my own heart desires. Uh, and another big one was I took a 12 step program, a Christian kind of, it's almost like yeah. AA except applied into the Christian world, uh, called life renewal, uh, in okay. Niagara, Niagara, Ontario. And, the Lord really used that to help me go into into my past, into the present. What what am I? What was I wanting? 
underneath pornography? What was what were my coping mechanisms when I was stressed, angry, or frustrated? What was going on? Why was I going to pornography? So the Lord really used that digging to give me freedom later on. Mm. And then just, yeah, brothers walking alongside me and, yeah. and continually pushing me more and more towards holiness and not allowing uh, failure. So mm. I'm so so grateful for the way the Lord has done that. It was a long journey, though. Yeah, no doubt. Jake, what about what about you? What did your uh, that walk to freedom look like? Yeah, so I um, I grew up. Jim Michael and I have known each other for a long time. Um, really good family friends. So I, our stories are very similar and and distinct in one important way. I also had parents who talked to me a lot about pornography, especially my mom. She really drilled hard from a very young age about the dangers of pornography. And so for me, by the grace of God, I didn't get hooked on pornography proper at any point in my life. Um, and that's rare, right? That's a very, for people in our age, that's a, that's a story that you don't hear very often. And I'm very, very grateful for that. However, I was hooked on masturbation and sexual fantasies for, for most of my teenage teenage years. And Jesus is very clear, right? Lust um, begins in your heart and, and lust and adultery even is a heart issue. And so I just went full into um, this, just an addiction, compulsory addiction to masturbation. And um, that was damaging. And it took, and I did this for a long, long, long time. Um, but I could also, you know, hold the Pharisee card on my other hand saying, you know, I, I didn't watch pornography, but you know, it was really bad. And so it, it took a, you know, a really good conference in particular mm -hmm. to really convict me of sin. Um, and really also getting good categories of what God designed sexuality for and, and marriage and, and really understanding this out because when I was younger, I, I just, you know, flipped through my Bible, didn't see the word masturbation in there. We're good. Game over. And so, you know, it was that lack of clarity around God's beautiful design for sexuality that just, that I let myself just continue going on without a care and just suppressing my guilty conscience. So really learning that better, um, learning other areas of my sin uh, of that all, it all tangled together. And then over about a, about a year or so, it took me about a year to really kick that, and uh, that addiction. And I'm, I'm so grateful for, for, for God and the work he's done in my life. Um, so, yeah, so, so from there, you know, the, kind of Jermichael and I really went through a lot of this about the same point, really mm -hmm. talking to each other about these things. And we developed um, an aspiration, a calling to want to go to ministry. So that led us to go to the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. And so I went there a year earlier than Jermichael. Um, and I just had this cool opportunity to meet uh, Tim Challies. And so yes. I, I, got, I got coffee with Tim and we, I was talking to him about his book, Sexual Detox, because... It was a great little book. It was really impactful for both of our lives because we had spent a lot of time in the past few years working with guys in accountability groups, reading on on pornography. And so I asked him about his book, and Tim Tim's really funny. He's like, you know, eh, the book's fine. Uh, <laughs> he's like, it's a short book. There are better ones written. And I he's got a really dry sense of humor and a really humble guy. And then I asked him. I said, you know, or we, we were talking about it. Sorry. And then he told me. He's like, you know, it's interesting to me. We have this video problem of pornography. And in answer, we typically write books. There could be room, there could be space for a video-oriented yeah. counseling resource to tackle the problem of pornography. And Tim had no idea that, um, that I worked in film, and, and so did Jamichael. And it kind of just let, left me thinking, like, that's so fascinating. So I called Jamichael, this is late 2021, and I said, hey, you know, bro, back in Canada, is there a space for us to potentially reach out to all of the speakers, authors, biblical counselors who have been so impactful to us over the years and ask them if they would be part of this documentary idea? And so that was kind of the origin of it. We spent several several months writing this out, really working through what this would look like. And it kind of came about that, you know, Into the Light, that's the, the, the title of this documentary, Into the Light is a teaching documentary on freedom from pornography. And it walks through the process of change from bondage and sexual sin to freedom in Christ. And it includes like 
some of the best speakers that we've that like we've ever come across and they're so, they were so much fun to work with so guys like Heath Lambert Jeremy Pierre uh, Garrett Kell Deepak Reju and then two incredible biblical counselors uh, Jenny Solomon and Ellen Dicast and so yeah and we can we can talk about maybe the process that, or you can ask us whatever questions yeah. you like but it took about a, a year and a half uh, and but we're at the point where a few a few weeks ago we we released it and now it's for free on our website for anyone who wants to use this as a resource for for themselves or for for the church. Well, and I, I'm glad you mentioned Tim because I I, uh, I don't know if you still talk to him, but let him know his newsletter paid off. Uh, so I yeah, and, and I told John Michael this um, when I when I connected with him, I get Tim's newsletter, but like I get a lot of newsletters, so I maybe read it once once in a while and uh i just happened that, but a few weeks ago he actually put into the light in the the newsletter e-newsletter and i don't know why you know but i for that particular day i opened it up and right there at the top was talking about this documentary and praise god was like whoa and so i immediately went to check it out and and i just uh, it you know i was blown away by it and um and then so now just also, you know, um, saw that, yeah, you've broken down this was about like an hour and 20 minute documentary or so. And now mm -hmm. you've broken it down yeah. into six, six pieces um, to use for, you know, in the small group setting. So that's uh, that's what I want to do. Uh, you know, I've, I've got some some men in my life. I want to sit down and take them through this and, mm. and have some discussion about it because there's we don't talk about it nearly enough and it's just not mm. the easiest subject to talk about but i think this does it you know this documentary does it in a way that makes it a little bit easier a little more you know like you said you know you get the it's and i've you know i've, I've read more books over the past year than i might normally have but it's been a struggle mm. and yeah i think i think video we're always on our phones or on youtube or whatever watching stuff and makes perfect sense to to land on a video you know something like something i've been struck by uh was you know when the lord had given me some freedom from pornography was i kept recommending all of my favorite books uh on this topic yeah. and i just kept noticing well, nobody's picking them up like i even gave copies to people and people weren't reading them so it got to the point where it was i kept hearing the, the refrain okay i'm christian I know this is wrong, but what does real change look like? And I'd point people in in the right direction, maybe to, to some of these helpful resources. And we were just struck, yeah, the reality is people struggle to read. And that's where maybe the majority of most churches are. So like we need to meet people where they're at as much as we, we always tell people, we're making a, a video resource, but we hope that that causes you to go read these good books. Yeah, uh, because every one of our speakers has written a fantastic book on this topic, and we hope this is just a launching pad. Um, but re but really, that's what this documentary is trying to answer: is okay. You know, pornography is wrong, but what does real change look like? Let's walk through the fundamentals from bondage and sin all the way to freedom in Christ, and, and hit the the basic fundamentals uh, that you can then unpack, like you're talking about, in a small group in discussion. Well, I wonder too, you know, and I, I wrote a book about my, about my journey mm. and I wonder though, like if there, there's, it's a shameful issue, right? You don't want people to know about your pornography addictions or whatever sexual sin you might have. If I have that, am I really going to carry a book around that says, you know, cause mine says sexual sin right on it. And, you know, as I mm. may look back mm. in hindsight to it. Maybe that wasn't the best idea to, because people might, you know, people might be, you're less inclined probably to sit down in Starbucks and, you know, hold up a book that talks about this versus, yeah, I'm, yeah, I can listen to it or, you know, interact with it in a different way that maybe is a little more um, respectful, I guess, of your own boundaries. No, to like I have a, I have a story where when I was still watching pornography and I hadn't told anyone yet where and i didn't have a credit card i remember thinking oh, okay i need i was i was feeling convicted i was like i need to read something on this i need to uh take this seriously but because i didn't have a credit card i didn't have a way to go buy it and i didn't want to go use my mom's credit card because then she'd see that 
in the purchase history and then i'd have to read a book that says pornography on the front in front of my family yeah and the embarrassment and the shame exactly what you're saying uh drove me to not buy one mm-hmm. and it was then years later before i was able to get help and i may have been able to get it uh, sooner so this is one of our hearts behind uh, a video resource as well is as an individual you can watch this uh and and it's free so it, there's no paywall for you to for someone to go watch this and we hope that that then drives you to go watch it with community and to to use it with other people but it is uh, able to reach even the individual who would be too embarrassed to talk about it with someone yet mm-hmm. so I, I that's so you mentioned that the, the resource is free and i, I kind of want to touch on that point you crowdfunded or what crowdsourced how do you yeah Crowdfunded. crowdfunded. Yeah. Crowdfunded. You got people to, to donate and to, to pour into this ministry to help you make this movie. What was that process like? Yeah. So that was really interesting, right? So we we really started, we, we had several months of really praying, thinking, writing, contacting, trying to figure out exactly what should this uh, documentary look like. And um, among other things, we realized there's a lot we couldn't talk about Mm -hmm. if we wanted to talk about just the process of change well. And so one of our early convictions was we, if at all possible, we wanted to make this a free resource so that there was no barrier for the youth pastor to show it to the event. There's no barrier for someone to, for a 15 year old to go online and watch it. And so, you know, we thought, okay, if if for free, we're going to crowdfund it. And so... The process we took, and you know, you can debate how uh, foolish this was, but we'll <laughs> we'll see. We decided to basically bring the documentary to the halfway point. So what we did was we we spent a year writing, working, contacting, setting up speakers, building gear, building branding, all that stuff. Then in the summer of 2022, the first part of the summer, we went and filmed with all our speakers. So we traveled out to DC, down to Florida to film with Heath, uh, to Louisville here for Jeremy and Pierre. And, and then um, we got a lot of that content and then we launched a crowdfunding campaign. So at that point we were about $40,000 into it, um, which, you know, was a, a, a test in, in trusting the Lord's providence. Amen. But we, you know, people were so generous and so thoughtful and really mm. believed that this problem was big enough to put hard earned money behind. Mm. And I'm so, I'm, I will never get over how grateful like we are for, for that. So yeah, we raised in the summer of 2022, we raised $85,000 from generous Christians across North America. And so that to, to, for this documentary, and we can, we can talk about if you want where we're going, um, but for this documentary, it's fully funded, it is free, and now anybody can watch it. And that's really fun for us because we never have to work a sales pitch in for this <laughs> as a resource. It's just, praise God, it's free, and we hope it's helpful. And so, yeah, that was a that was an adventure uh, and and a test in in patience for for a while while that all that process was going on. But. And, and just encouraging people too, like uh, the website is up right here into the light documentary.com. It's very straightforward. You can go right onto the website and watch it and uh, share it. Consider using it with with uh, people that you know, whether it's in your church or just some some friends of yours. Uh, and it's it's on the website right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So so talking about what's what's in, what's a part of the documentary. Mm-hmm. Um you, you kind of had these uh and how you described it on your website is you had four observations um that you I, I think that's kind of how you started where, where you, yeah. the, the point I guess the place you were coming from as you were building this documentary. You want to can you talk through those? Mm. Yeah. So kind of some of the key observations and jake was sort of mentioning this with the conversation he had with tim challies but that there number one there are pervasive sin issues that affect every local church like pornography and then two there are there are good books written about these topics often these these hard counseling issues these hard issues but like we've been saying people just struggle to read and because of that we need video resources that will help equip, inspire, convict uh, Christians, and that can be used in the local church. And that's kind of like a core foundation for what we're what we're thinking about as Into the Light. We hope to make more future uh, resources. Uh, the next one coming up being a parental video series. And 
uh, Lord willing, if he keeps blessing this work, uh, there's other video series that we want to produce, uh, just kind of hitting right into those four simple observations. There are pervasive sin issues that affect every church, but because people don't read, we need videos. Yeah. Um, so th that's kind of the foundation. Yeah. Um, so as you as you begin to you know put this documentary documentary together, and you're talking to all these experts and, and things, what were were there any sort of things that you learned about pornography mm. and the impact on people that surprised you, or maybe you were you were kind of maybe like, oh, I didn't realize we were going to get down go down that path. Hmm. There's a few, there's a few things. Um, I think one of the biggest ones for me was, you know, we, we knew that we wanted to address women with this documentary because mm -hmm. women struggle with pornography too. Um, but what we didn't realize was how big of an issue that was. So we, we were, you know, we, we roped in, um, one of the first ones was Ellen Dicast, incredible, uh, biblical counselor. She wrote an amazing book, um, and she works with Harvest and, it was really enlightening talking to her and walking this through walking through the topic with her because she was just like guys don't listen to people who are telling you that this is a man's issue like so many women struggle with this in our churches but she said she's like the thing you have to understand is the shame is so much more for women because we've spent a long time talking about this as a man's issue then women often feel like their their sin is that much worse because it's like a man's sin mm. and mm, so wow. it just it, it it we just and then one of the most fascinating things was when we started like the instagram page uh which for the documentary we would have women and girls reaching out to us and just sharing their stories and often one of the themes was that they're like i've never felt like i could tell anybody at my church about this yeah. and so you know as as when we're putting together these resources, we were just convicted, like we owe it to our sisters in Christ to offer them the same gospel that frees men from pornography, men and women from every sin. It the gospel doesn't change based on who you are or what you struggle with. And so and we're really grateful for the women who've who've helped us with this project and different women, biblical counselors and authors kind of pouring into us just advice on how to handle this well. And so that was a huge, that was a learning curve, but it was so, yeah, I'm so grateful for that because now I just have a new lens and I never want to let that my just casually slip into talking about it like it's a, like it's a man's problem because even that is damaging. That was one thing that we did with the documentary itself. I think you brought that up before was trying to use equal examples of <clears throat> men and women. Hmm. So it, it's subtle. We're not like, there's not like an episode or a section of the documentary where we say, okay, women struggle too, but we try to use equal examples of uh, temptation for women, temptation for men, and by having two uh, biblical counselors, women biblical counselors on there, just as a, w as a way to represent uh, women as well in this topic. Hmm. Yeah, and I, that's something that I noticed just watching in the, the first episode. I think at the end of that one, you had a woman reading um, a, a testimony of the, her exposure to pornography mm -hmm. and uh, I just so that's I think that's um, that's a really good point it's an important point for me to consider too because I do obviously come at it from a man's standpoint and a, and a man's point of view but uh, yeah it, it's it it really it, it's it's really everybody's issue I know it's yeah you know we say it's every man's battle but it's really everybody's battle when it comes to to mm. pornography just simply because the the access that people have to it is just mm -hmm. so different today than it than it ever has been yeah and, and to some degree you know we could be forgiven uh because it used to be much more right. of a man's thing playboy it, playboy knew its audience right it was men yeah. um but and and maybe even in the early area early the 2000s potentially of the of the um pornography like of internet pornography and stuff like that but it shifted the last 10 years it's just marching and this is a sad statistic but the women's use of hardcore video pornography is marching lockstep with men and increasing and now it's at the point where with a lot of i would say for a lot of churches it's getting close to 50 50 and that's the reality and so i mean praise god i mean his grace is is sufficient for all but it's a scary thing to think about yeah absolutely um so one of the things that you know i've um 
is I'm talking to, you know, the men that I'm ministering to and mm. through their struggles, it seems like one of the, the more common themes that keep coming up is that they, they, their relationship with God is sort of not as strong as it used to be. Mm. And I don't know if that's, you know, and I don't know if you've seen that in people that, that you've talked to, but it seems like that is a common thread in a lot of, at least again, in the men that I've talked to inside my church is they've stepped away from God somehow. They're not doing the things that built their faith. And that's sort of opened the door now for the enemy to come in and start to fill up their mind with other stuff. Hmm. So, yeah. So I don't know if you, yeah, I don't know if you've, if you've experienced that or, you know, um, your thoughts on that. No, I absolutely. Even in my own life, uh, there's a very clear uh, connection between uh, what am I feeding? So when I was watching pornography, my desire to spend time in personal devotions or to go to church and uh, have fellowship with <clears throat> brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, or even just to to be around other Christians was was killed and the joy of that was sucked out. And then when I'd be in purity for a longer period of time, when I would not be seeking out pornography and masturbation, I could noticeably, tangibly notice a difference in my personal devotions and my walk with the Lord. And I just think this is actually an area of fighting sin, fighting pornography that we need to double down on, is that purity is not an end in itself. It's a means to an end, which is seeing God more clearly, having fellowship with Christ more more uh, intimately, you could say. And I think we, we see that in scripture because someone might say, okay, where is that? Matthew 5, 8, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And Garrett Kell has written an amazing book on this that has really been helpful for me to kind of see this more clearly. We need to be aiming not just at purity and following a set of rules, the right and wrongs, but of pursuing a, a clearer, more beautiful vision than what pornography is. If, if you have a very high view of pornography and that's like, okay, well, that's against God's rules. I have to stick, I have to stick inside these boundaries, but man, it sucks because the really good thing is over here. You've got a totally distorted view of what this battle is about. Mm. We're, we're pursuing something so much greater, so much better. That's seeing Christ more clearly, having fellowship with him and being able to have fellowship with other believers. So I just encourage you, or to the people who are listening, you have to reframe the conversation in your own head and say, what am I pursuing? Don't pursue purity as an end in itself. Purity is a means to an end, which is seeing Christ more clearly. And that's why, and that's why too, like, we're completely unapologetic about having, as being Christians, the glory of God being the foundation and the mm. thorough line through everything we're talking about. Because let's let's not kid ourselves. You can quit pornography as an atheist. It's mm. possible. There are change programs out there that don't involve God. But ultimately, what's the point? Because you're exchanging a set of worship pornography for ultimately if you white knuckle it out of pornography you'll be then worshiping yourself and so for us and i mean that that can lead to much more misery than pornography could ever do to you and so for us it's like everything we're doing is oriented around how beautiful jesus is how incredible the power and changing work of god is and ultimately we're pointing everything to the person and work of christ on the cross because without that like that sacrifice that sets us free from pornography and all the other sins there's no eternal hope and eternal perspective and man you contemplate that for a while and and that just becomes the biggest story in your life and it overwhelms pornography's power on you and even just to build on that too true repentance needs to be what we're aiming at and one of the ways that we can tell if that's true is if are, are do you care about the consequences first and foremost of your sin or do you care about how it's damaging your relationship with the Lord. If you don't like watching pornography and you're trying to cut, cut it out because uh, you don't like the consequences in your life, th 
those are those are valid reasons but cannot be the grounds for wanting to cut out pornography because then it's it's actually just I, it's inconvenient for my life so therefore i'm going to change that's not true repentance that's that's actually building self-reliance and that's building the idol of convenience instead of pursuing a true love for the lord and and killing it because you hate how it's destroying your relationship with him mm. so i just want to encourage people pursue true repentance as well in this and and that takes the heart motivations that Heath Lambert talks about in the documentary it's it's you know we got good motivations bad motivations but we want to strive to have that uh the right perspective yeah and i think that like it is comes down to a heart issue right and that is why it's you know and it's so important that we change the posture of our heart when we're looking at these things and you know, that was the thing for me as I started, you know, went through my recovery is that, and this is something, you know, and I will say like, um, you know, I, I, after I had gotten through my exposed and kind of unmasked my addictions to my wife, you know, we went to a, a faith-based counselor and he, what he helped me realize is that we could, you know, treating just the, the pornography itself is like, you know, treating, you know, the, the symptom of a deeper issue that's going on. And mm. so, you know, he helped me figure out like, what, like, what is causing me to, to lash out like that and to look at the pornography? What was driving that? Um, because it's, yeah, like you said, you could cut the pornography out, but are you really getting to the heart of the matter, the root issue mm. of what? Mm. You know, so maybe you cut out pornography, but that's going to morph and go into something else. Maybe it goes into drugs or alcohol, whatever. You know, for Absolutely. me, for me, it was loneliness. I was, mm. I was alone as I was first exposed at the age of nine, mm. and, and my parents were divorced. My siblings were out of the house. I was alone and had access to all kinds of pornography. That's how I spent my time, and that's how I learned to. Um, that's how I filled up this hole in my heart. Mm you know, this whole, this, this loneliness that I had. And, um, but it wasn't until I come, came to terms with that and, and tried to, to figure out. And of course, right. I, you know, as, as I built my faith too, then, you know, I started filling up my heart with God. There mm. was no room for or anything else. And if it tried to come in, you know, I have now ways to combat, combat some of those thoughts mm, and desires yeah. that can pop in. Yeah. I, I love I love the way you put that because that's kind of that's helping me put a bit of some words to stuff we've been talking about for a mm. while is and I'm, I'm gonna try this out and you guys tell me what you think pornography is a bad terrible sinful answer to good questions mm -hmm. so if you're lonely if you desire affirmation if you b believe and want sex if you all, all these things are good in a sense good questions they're things that god designed us for to find for community love affirmation um healthy sexual lives all of these are good things and then pornography comes in and says oh you can have that but on a whole set of different terms that is not what god designed and the instant you start going off the track off of what god's plan is then you're you're gone and so it's important like i love what you said there because if you're lonely finding um comfort finding people finding all these things is good things right and, and I'm, i don't know the specifics of your journey and i've seen you've you've walked through that because ultimately it's finding that in christ but yeah and then pornography then as an answer it makes sense it's just the wrong answer mm -hmm. if that if that if that those terminologies work yeah no i think that that absolutely makes that that makes sense to me <laughs> yeah 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 for sure <clears throat> um so i know i just have a few minutes left um mm. i'm curious you know so one thing that so i, I actually did a, a podcast recently with with my wife and she mentioned something as i was editing it and i had because i have a background in journalism and she's like did you ever think that you'd use your you know what god gave you to do you know to do a podcast and to to do these things and i was, I was like you know because I, I always struggle with that question of am i am mm. i using my talents the right way right is this mm. what mm. You know, god has designed me for and it's like oh, you know i hadn't thought about that but maybe it was preparing me for whatever was going to um come down the road like i'm curious if you feel this you know how you feel about and you kind of alluded to it earlier you know um you've got these talents that you've mm. been focused on 
Um, but maybe this is a new purpose for, for using those talents. Yeah, I've often said that one of your greatest assets is your own story, your own testimony. And I think I've been able to see that in a really beautiful way, how God's used what what the devil, what uh, what what many others meant for evil, like with my story of addiction to pornography for nearly a decade, God is now using that for good in a big yeah. way because the Lord has given me a story of a long time addiction to pornography and now freedom from that. I can go and walk alongside other brothers. We can produce a documentary on freedom from pornography and truly know what that freedom tastes like. And it, it just gives it, it to me. It's like the, one of the greatest assets the Lord has now given me. And I want to not, not sit on that and pretend it's, it's not mm. there. I want to use it for the Lord. And that's, I guess an extra burden that I have. It's, it's not just that this needs to be talked about. I feel like I want to be in the conversation because the Lord has given me my story and I want to use it for his glory. Hmm. The, you know, something I didn't, I didn't mention. Um, I worked in advertising before, um, before okay. I wanted to go to seminary. And so that's where I, I picked up a lot of the, the film, um, the art, you know, graphic design skill set, And from advertising was this, it was such a career, you know, the award shows, the, the creativity. I, I got to yeah. wear the graphic tee and wander the streets of downtown Toronto with a sketchbook and get paid pretty well for it. And so, but it was all building my own empire. It was building my own kingdom. And God, by, thank God, he slapped that dream into a ditch very forcibly, um, which is a larger story of my testimony. And I'm very, very grateful for that. But then I, I kind of gave that up. Uh, to a degree when I, when I was headed to seminary and I, I said, you know, this is the direction, but God continued to open doors creatively mm -hmm. for projects like this. And so I'm, oh man, I'm so, I'm so grateful for that because I, as storytellers, as creators, we've been able to then give a space for other people to tell their stories too. So one of the guys, um, the second, the second testimony right at the end that those montage of testimonies. I talked to him afterwards and I said, hey, hey, brother, hey, Jordan, why did you uh, why did you do this? And he said, you know what? He's like, I was reading the Psalms and so often David talks about his sin and he talks about the things he's done wrong, he sinned against the holy God and then transitions to glorifying God for being steadfast and faithful despite his own sin. And so he's like, you know what? This little testimony, this little slice of your documentary for me, that's my psalm. I'm using my my sin, my story of brokenness, through the lens of the glory of God's sal salvific grace, His saving grace, in order to tell people that there's a God big enough to free you from pornography. And so he's like, "This is my psalm," and I that was one of those powerful things I've heard in a long time. Mm -hmm. And so I'm grateful to be. I'm so grateful. Both of us are so grateful to be a part of those stories. And so, especially man, every one of those testimonies at the end of the documentary, just little slices of testimonies, have a whole story of God's beautiful work done in their lives. Yeah, and that's awesome. And that's why you know that's why I am vocal with sharing sharing mm. my journey. You know, I know it's you know it, people look at me like why you know why do you why are you talking about some of this some of the worst parts of your life like this and it's like well i you know i have to because i have to show what god has done in my life because i couldn't have done this on my own mm. like there's there's no way I, I mean i can honestly say this there's no way if i didn't get a new heart that i was going to break free mm. from what what i was doing like, there's just no way mm -hmm. and so i want other people to experience that and uh, so I, I feel, you know, I feel compelled and I'm going to continue to to speak out on it. And I love what you guys are doing, too, and able to bring resources to people. And it's just, you know, it's just another reminder of how, you know, how God uses uses mm -hmm. people and uses the talents that he's mm -hmm. given us to grow yeah. his kingdom and then to help help other people out. So I appreciate yeah. all that you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, it is. It is crazy, though. I bet none of us would have thought none of us would have thought that we would have talked about masturbation, pornography in front of thousands of people. Like if you told me that five or six years ago, I'd be like, yeah, come again. Yeah, right. Well, hey, so um, so into the light documentary dot com. That's where people can go to learn more about about the, the movie and how to maybe um, mm. um, contribute into the ministry. Yes, for sure. 
Yeah, that's yeah. right. And this documentary is fully crowdfunded so that it can be free on the website. But if it is impactful for you or you want to help make other free resources possible, uh, do consider making a donation on the website. The next thing that that money would go to is a video series directly equipping parents to handle pornography in the home. How do you have that conversation with your kids? And then some videos on boots on the ground, cutting off access to pornography and porn proofing your home uh, to make it safe. So if that's something that you're passionate about and you want to uh, consider donating to that to make it free for other people, uh, you can also donate on our website into the light documentary.com. Awesome. Well, um, guys, I thank you so much for coming on Unmasked this week. I appreciate it. Um, we praying for you and your ministry mm -hmm. that you're able to, you know, to keep to keep healing people. And I know like, I'll keep coming back and looking for more resources because I know you're going to put some more up there. So uh, I'm anxious to to leverage those for sure. Awesome, man, Neil. Thank you so much for for having us on and talking to us for a bit. Praise yeah, God. Absolutely. Thanks again to John Michael and to Jacob from Into the Light Ministries for jumping on the Unmasked podcast this week. Uh, I just so, so blessed to be able to talk to them. And uh, I encourage you to go check out their website. There was a link to it in, in the description below. You can uh, learn more about the documentary. You can watch it and download it there. It is, as I said, 100% free. And if you are so moved, you can also donate to their ministry. They have a lot more resources that they want to bring um, to everybody, if, you know, for, for ministry leaders or just, you know, if you just want to break free from yourself, look, they're looking to develop more resources. And I know that they would appreciate any, um, any thoughtful contribution that you might have. So go check it out. Link down in the show notes. Uh, now coming up next week, um, we're going to talk to, uh, author Sarah Nelson. Uh, Sarah, uh, is the author of a perfect storm devotions during a crisis. And uh, she wrote a, an entire devotional book. She's not an author up until a few years ago, but she put this devotional book together at the height coming out of her two-year-old daughter suffering a stroke while on a ski trip. And, and through that crisis, she leaned on God heavily, and she has some great practical advice for when you are in the middle of a storm, uh, how to rely on God to get through it. And so we talked to her about, about her journey and about writing the book and everything that goes along with her story. So come back next week and, and check it out. And uh, again, I just am so appreciative of you coming along on this journey with me for listening. I hope you come back next week. Again, if you are haven't yet, if you could please just go over to the, to my YouTube channel and subscribe and, and like the videos over there, I would greatly appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. And oh, by the way, don't forget, Jesus did not come to hang out with the saints and the righteous. He came out to hang with the sick and the sinners, just like you, absolutely just like me, but not to revel in our sin, but to call us out of it. Have a great week, everybody.